0: Somebody prayed for me. They had me on their mind. They sacrificed their time. They fell down on their knees and prayed for me. They had no doubt that God could bring me out. That he could change my life and set me free. I'm so glad that someone prayed for me. I was lost. Dark world, no peace of mind, no freedom could I see. But little did I know I had a friend somewhere, someone I did.
1: All right, at this time, the men come up. We're going to receive our offering for the evening. Brother Joe, you got somebody to help you there, sir? Amen. Brother Rayford, what better person than to pray over our offering this evening than Brother Rayford? We got a mic he could use? Let's bow our heads, please. Lord, thank you this evening. Thank you for bringing us back to church, Lord. Pray you be with the giver and non-giver life, Lord, in Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hell
0: should die, Adonai Age to age, or still the same, by the power of the Though the people couldn't see What Messiah ought to be Though your word contained the plan They just could not understand That your most awesome work was done Through the frailty of your Son El Shaddai
1: Sony, thank you I always love to hear miss Sony sing I've been watching her sing for like four or five years now and I always just love when she does a wonderful job amen I love to go see her over there at the disciple house too and she just does it with pure gladness in her heart and you can always tell when a person enjoys to serve amen And that's what I love to see, amen? I don't like seeing people come up and serve and they look like the world is cracked. You know, they're going through all kinds of stuff in the world. We need to get up and we need to be happy, you know, and be glad to serve the Lord, amen? Because we need to cast our burdens on His shoulders. He's going to take care of it all, amen? Amen. Tonight I want to talk to you about... uh, I got almost a sermon like Pastor Mark's this morning. I I can't believe the, well, I can't believe because I've seen it many times, but the Lord always brings messages that almost kind of go together. You know what I'm saying? So today, he talked about, if you were not here, about being the salt of the earth. In other words, we got to be different than the rest of the world, amen? And so tonight, what I want to speak about is how can we do that? I want to talk tonight about Being a disciple of the Lord. Amen. How many of you here tonight would consider yourselves as a disciple of the Lord? Amen. So, if we're going to be a disciple of the Lord, the first thing we need to know is what exactly is a disciple. Well, while I'm talking about that and explaining it to you, if you got your Bible tonight, amen, turn with me to Matthew chapter 16, and we're going to be going over verses 24 through 27 tonight. Amen. Now, as you're turning there, I want to let you know that a disciple is more than just coming to church, telling people you believe in God and telling people about God. There's a whole lot more into being a disciple than just those few things, amen. Anybody can come up and tell you, I go to church, I believe in God, you need to go and be in God too. Being a disciple goes a lot deeper than just lip service, amen. Being a disciple means that you would be willing to lay down your life for the Lord if you have to do it, amen? Being a disciple means that you set self aside and you do what's willing and pleasing to God, amen? Being a disciple means you get up early in the morning and you get in your spot at the church and do whatever you need to do but not just at the church, anywhere in life, amen? Anywhere God calls you to. Being a disciple might mean you got to go to Africa one day. Being a disciple might mean you might have to do like Pastor Mark said one time and go talk to somebody that has wronged you your whole life and tell them about the Lord, amen? Setting yourself down, laying yourself aside, and doing what matters most to the Lord, amen? That's a true disciple. How many of you here tonight want to be a true disciple of the Lord, raise your hand. Turn to your neighbor and say, I want to be a disciple of the Lord. Amen. Let's see what Webster's Dictionary defines the disciple as. It says in Webster's Dictionary that a disciple is one who receives instruction from another, a scholar, a learner, especially a follower who has learned to believe in the truth of the doctrine of his teacher and adherent in doctrine. Amen. Amen. What does inherent in doctrine mean? That means you follow it, amen? Now, tonight, if I was going to tell you I was a disciple of the Lord, I would say that I follow Jesus, amen? I believe in Jesus. I believe in His doctrine. And then guess what? The the, the key thing? I'm adherent to His doctrine, amen? That means I'm doing, don't, Just read your Bible. Don't come in here and just listen to your Bible, but be adherent to that doctrine, amen? What's Jesus' doctrine, Trinidad? The Bible, right? The Holy Bible is Jesus' doctrine. So if we're going to be a disciple of Jesus', we first need to follow Him, we need to believe in Him, we need to believe in His doctrine, and we need to be adherent to His doctrine, Miss Allie, right? So with that being said, Raise up your hand if you still want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. What's keeping you from doing it then? Amen. We need to do it in every aspect of our life, Brother Victor. I told somebody the other day, what we do in secret counts the most. Amen. Now, I don't got a lot of time tonight, so I'm going to get right into the Word because y'all know me, I like to preach about an hour and a half. Amen. But we ain't going to be doing that no more, so we're going to get into the Word tonight. Amen. I want you all to look in your scripture tonight, and we're going to see where Jesus told his disciples what they need to do if they want to be a follower of his, okay? So read with me in in uh in, uh chapter 16 of Matthew, verses 24 through 27. Now, I'm in the NLT tonight, so it says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any of you want to be my follower, you must... What? First of all, you've got to do three, three things here he's going to point out in verse 24. First of all, he tells them you must turn from your selfish ways. The second thing he tells them, you've got to take up your cross. And then the third thing he tells them in verse 24 here is you've got to follow me. Amen? So tonight, those are the three things that we're going to talk about. But let me finish reading the scripture tonight. And it says in verse 25, If you want to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. In verse 26, we see that he says here, For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? 27 says, For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall see every man. According to their works, Amen. He will reward every man according to his works, Amen. So let's start back in verse twenty-four, right there, and we're just going to take a look. I'm going to go over this briefly and hopefully get us out of here by six thirty 630 or six thirty-five tonight. Beginning in verse twenty-four, the very first one that he talks about is he. Te- he gives his disciples three things. Here that they must do so if you're taking notes tonight right three things that you must do if you want to be a disciple of the Lord the first one is you must turn from your selfish ways amen so what does Jesus mean when he says turn from your selfish ways he means that you need to change your lifestyle amen he, 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 he tells them that if you are going to follow me in my ministry if you're going to be my disciples the first thing you're going to have to do, Brother Norman, is forget about yourself. Amen? We need to be more worried about others than ourselves if we're going to be in ministry. If we're going to be true disciples of the Lord, it's time to lay ourselves down, ourselves aside and start worrying about other people. Amen? How many of you can agree with me to that? He wants His disciples to know. He's telling them right up front, Look here, guys. This is what's going to take if you really want to be my disciple. He says, if, if, if you want to be his disciple, you're going to have to not have any selfishness in my ministry. Amen? How many times do we get caught up in, in, a, in a See, this is relevant to us too. Now, Pastor Mark's not Jesus. Nobody in this church is Jesus. But who's leading this church? Jesus is leading this church, right? So if you're in, in this ministry, you're part of Jesus' ministry, you're part of his, one of His disciples, Brother Danny. So if you're doing anything in this church, any ministry in this church, this applies to you right here. Selfishness has got to go, amen? So many people can't make it in simple ministries simply because they can't let go of the things they want to do and let things be done the way God wants to do them or they can't let go of the way they want something done and let the leader of the ministry do it the Lord put that person in charge of the ministry or the leader of the ministry for a specific reason because he knew that they were uh, being divinely appointed to do things from him amen and even though we may not quite understand what he's telling them to do we need to do it amen amen and if it ain't right, then guess who's going to have to pay for that? They are. Amen. So don't bicker and whine and complain about not agreeing with what somebody's telling you to do in the ministry. Amen. Unless you absolutely know it ain't the right thing. Right, Brother Lyle? Brother Lyle's probably had issues like that before somebody not agreeing with him when he tells them to do something. I certainly have. Huh. Amen. But anyway, you see, in God's eyes, when... We got it living those lifestyles. We can't please Him. Another thing, He tells them to get rid of your selfish ways, is your sinful ways. Amen. How many of you know that if you look at every other sin, every sin that you have ever committed in your whole entire life, has been due to selfish motives? Amen. It's because of something that your flesh desired. Right, right, Brother Freddie. Amen. Every time we wanted to take that cold drink of beer, it was because our Flesh wanted us to do that. It was caused by our selfish motives, Brother Danny. Every time we wanted to take a hit of that joint, it was because we wanted to either one we liked it or one we wanted to be cool. In other words, we wanted to please our flesh. Therefore, selfish motives caused us to do the sin. Amen. So that's why the Lord tells him, Look, you got to get rid of yourself. You got to get rid of your selfish motives, your sinful ways. Or don't come be in my ministry. Because my ministry is about pleasing who? God. It ain't about pleasing you. It ain't about pleasing me. It's about pleasing God Almighty up above. And as long as you've got selfish motives, it'll never happen. Amen? So the first thing he tells them, if you're going to be my follower Brother Victor, is you've got to get rid of your selfish ways. Amen? Second thing, he says, you've got to take up your cross. Some of you are saying, well, take up your cross. That means that, well, he wants us to die. Well, yeah, possibly, but that ain't all he means by uh, uh, taking up your cross. Carrying your cross is a symbolism of devotion, amen? It means that you are devoted to him. So it means get off your lazy butt and get to work. If you're going to be my disciple, if you're going to be in this ministry, you come home from work and your boots are hurting your feet all day, but they got a roping going on that night. That don't mean, well, I'm going to take off and rub my bunions and soak them them in epsom salt tonight. That means you get off your butt and you go do the Lord's work, amen, and then you come on home that night and soak your bunions in your epsom salt and all that, amen. Woo, I I like to preach like Pastor Mark, amen. We ain't scared to say nothing here, (laughs) Amen. So what he's telling them, look, if you're going to be a part of my ministry, you take up your cross, amen. There might come a time where you're going to have to face Martyism or whatever they say that word, where they kill you. That is one aspect of taking up your cross. But another aspect of taking up your cross is doing your part in the ministry, amen. This is true discipleship. How many of you are still wanting to be a true disciple of the Lord, Amen. Now the third thing he talks to them about is if you're going to be in my ministry or my follower, you've got to go where I'm going to go, amen? How many of y'all here tonight can say that the Lord has sent you somewhere that you didn't really want to go? Me, amen? He sent me out for a couple of years. I wasn't so sure about that, but I was obedient to the Lord. I went, and let me tell you something. It don't always end the way you want it to. But guess what? That ain't the time to lay down and give up and quit. Amen. That means that your assignment is done. Hallelujah. And that the Lord has got another assignment. Man, I wish he'd left this door here for me. I was going to be going in and out of that door all night tonight. Amen. Y'all remember that door that was up here? Y'all have been hearing it slamming. Bam. Because I done been had doors slammed in my face every time I turned around. How about you? But that still don't give us the right to not go where he tells us to go, amen. We still got to go where the Lord tells us to go, Brother Freddie. I'm going to tell you, man, somebody might call you, Brother Freddie, tomorrow or next week and say, man, I need you to go down here in Zimbabwe and help us uh, hand out Bibles and food to these kids that ain't got nothing. This time, you know, you got to drop what you're doing and head on, amen. Y'all remember the one that wanted to go when the Lord told him, take up your stuff and follow me, take up your cross and follow me? He said, well, let me go back and say bye to my family. No, the Lord said, no, you come with me now. Why? Because if you get to listening to what the world wants you to, to do, it might uh, tempt you not to follow him. Amen. That's why the first thing he said before he told him to take up, come on, get with me. The first thing he told them to tell them before you take up your cross and before you follow me is you got to get rid of the selfish motives, amen? Because once you've got them hanging on, you can't do nothing for the Lord, amen? Oh, Lord, this is some good stuff. Y'all ain't getting into it with me tonight, amen? Man, there was a brother here that was depressed the other day. Got to pray with him and stuff. Didn't feel good just like me. I was in the same way, down in the dumps. Didn't feel like doing nothing anymore. Thought that the Lord it wouldn't have let this happen to me if this was going to happen. and I shouldn't go do that no more. But we got to pray with him, and the man went to the ministries, amen, and started preaching to somebody. Started praying with somebody. We said, Brother, you can't quit. You got to go. The Lord ain't telling you to lay down and die now. Pick up the cross and go with him, amen. You got to go. I don't know, maybe in a couple months I might have to go to Louisiana or somewhere to preach at a church or pastor a church. I'm ready to go, amen. Can't even know what, uh, you know it can't get no worse than the things I've been through before, hallelujah. But know this, wherever you go God's there, amen. Don't you dare think he's going to send you somewhere that he ain't, Brother Victor. Amen. Brother Victor had to go pick up somebody off the street the other day. He knew the Lord was with him. He knew he could have had a chance of getting ran over by a semi-truck. But he wasn't worried about that. He just knew the Lord told him, go, and you went, didn't you, Brother Victor? Because you knew the Lord was going with you. Amen. So those three things right there, folks, if you're going to be a disciple of the Lord, the first thing you got to do is give up your selfish ways, your sinful actions. There cannot be no sinful motives in your heart. I firmly believe that you will never reach your full potential in the Lord if you hang on to your selfish motives. Amen? So the first thing before you can do anything is die to the flesh and let go of yourself. Amen? Second thing is take up that cross. You go through whatever it's going to have to go through, amen, to please the Lord, to get His work done. It's going to be long nights. It's going to be nights staying up crying because you can't believe somebody did this to you in the ministry or somebody did that to you in the ministry. But guess what? you got them rock-hard Simon Peters that will stand beside you all the way that keep you going, Amen. I'm pleased to tell you tonight, one of them is sitting right there by my wife. He was a Simon Rock hard Peter for me, amen. And there's people like that that that's always going to lift you up, but the thing is, God is always there, and you can't lay down and stop, amen. Get rid of the selfish motives. Take up that cross. Get ready to first persecution. I told, somebody was telling me, Man, I don't know why i got to go through this. The Lord don't care for me. He let my husband did this. My wife did that. And I say, well, the Bible tells you. You've been reading your Bible? Well, yeah, yeah. I said, you didn't read where it said you're going to face persecution? Huh? You didn't read where it said it gives your, your faith and your endurance a chance to grow? Count it as joy when you go through hard times and tribulations? And then watch this, what really floored I told him. What makes you think you're better than Jesus Christ? What all Jesus Christ went through for you to die on that cross? You ain't no better than Jesus Christ. So what makes you think that you're not going to have to go through something? And I wanted to say so bad, suck it up, buttercup, and move on, but I didn't. <laughs> I was compassionate, Amen. We have to be compassionate as pastors, you know. And I really like it when I say, how you live in your life, and they get real quiet. Huh Take up that cross, brothers, and then finally, you must go where he tells you to go. Amen? No matter what, what what's going on in your life, you might have the most beautiful job, the best job you've ever had in your life. Things may be going the best you've ever been, and the Lord may send you through a place that's going through hell. There may be war going on over there. There may be all kinds of stuff going on. But when the Lord tells you to go and you know it's the Lord, you better go, Amen. It's time to go. We gotta be obedient to the Lord, amen. And then that was the first the three things he told them. Then he looked went on in verse 25. He said, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it but whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. In other words, if you lay down your life for the Lord, you still got life, amen? Let me tell you something. This earthly life ain't worth nothing compared to what we're about to get, amen? How many of y'all's ready to go right now? I love when Pastor Mark says, when Gabriel toots, I'm going to scoot because I'm ready to go, hallelujah. Them folks at that Harding Baptist Church, they... Thought I was crazy the first time I said that. <laughs> I said, let's go now. I heard somebody the other day talking about, man, I don't know about this world. It's getting bad. Uh, I, man, I don't know what we're Christians going to have to do. We're going to have to get the mark of the beast and this and that. And, and I said, man, what are you getting so down about? Well, I'm going to have to live through it. I said, are you saved? Well, Yeah. I said, then you need to be happy. You need to be joyful because that's the signs of the time. It's getting ready for you to go home. You need to be happy. Stop staying down in the dumps. That's exactly where the devil wants you to be. Amen. And I was thinking just today, oh, here we go, Lord, chasing rabbit. I was thinking today that if the Christians in this world would have the confidence that all the devil worshippers and all the mormonism people would have how many more people would we be getting to go to heaven with us amen how come we can't be that confident in our god that he's going to deliver us from that you're a child of the one true king do you honestly think that he's going to make you go through all that hell when his word says that it's not going to happen for us When are you going to gain the faith that you need and the confidence in your Lord that you should have? Amen? Anybody still want to be a disciple of the Lord? Raise your hands. Hallelujah. So if you lose your life for the Lord, brother Danny, he says he's he's going to give you life. Hallelujah. 26 says, For what is a man profit if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Let me tell you something. All the finest things, the luxury things, all the stuff, it's going to stay right here when you go. Amen. So I'm here to tell you tonight, if you're striving to get all you can in life, stop. Stop. You'd start doing what you need to do for the Lord first, and then if He blesses you, praise God. Amen. Don't dare... uh, not be doing what you're supposed to be doing for the Lord in order to receive earthly possessions because you know what you messed up them because you're worshiping idols oh that don't sound good in your ears but it's the truth amen when you're more worried about direct TV than you are coming to church on Sunday evening at 6 o'clock something ain't right brothers when you're more worried about getting out there and catching those big bass on Sunday morning than coming in and receiving the word of God. Something ain't right, brothers and sisters. I don't know if they got bass ponds in heaven, amen? You know what I mean? Anyway, he says, what are you going to profit if you gain the whole world but you lose your soul? This is temporary. I'm looking for eternal, amen? I'm going to do what the Lord tells me to do. And then closing in 27, It says right here, for the Son of Man shall come in the glory of His Father with His angels. Then He shall reward every man according to His works. Amen. Now let me stop right there before we close out and tell you, working ain't going to get you to heaven. Amen. Now, you need to have Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and that's the only way you're going to get to heaven. Amen. I'm going to tell you, you could go up there to Conroe every Sunday and hand out food and everything to the homeless all you want to. And that's a great thing. Praise God, I'm glad you're doing it. I'm not saying don't do that. But if you never prayed and asked Jesus Christ to come into your life, it ain't going to count for nothing, amen? You could donate a million dollars to a church, amen? But if you ain't never truly prayed and accepted Jesus Christ into your heart, It don't count for nothing, amen. God blesses the people that aren't godly. I believe that. But that still don't give you a ticket into heaven. You don't buy your way into heaven, folks. You serve your way into heaven, amen. How do you serve your way through heaven? By being a disciple in Christ. Now, what's a disciple? Believing in the man, believing in the doctrine, Studying the doctrine, learning the doctrine, and finally, adhering to the doctrine, amen? So we can't buy our way into heaven. That day when we had to stand before the great judgment throne, I want to ask you today, did you do what you were supposed to do for the Lord? When you go stand before Him, is He going to say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Because that's what a disciple is, is a servant of the Lord. Would you agree? Or depart from me, I never knew you. Amen? Everybody bow your heads, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for the time we've had tonight, Lord. It's a great blessing and an honor to stand up and deliver a message again for you, Father. Father, I thank you for just sending me and my family back somewhere, God, where we could just serve you, Father, and continue to be disciples of yours father thank you lord for not letting the devil whisper in my ear and tell me to move on and quit and lay down father i'm taking up my cross lord god i'm gonna follow you father and i'm gonna go where you tell me to go Father. lord tonight i pray if there's somebody here that hadn't ever really done that and hadn't really been a true disciple of yours that tonight they'll change their ways father and Start being a true disciple of yours, Father. Father, today I pray that if there's somebody in this church that hasn't ever prayed and asked you to come into their heart and save them, that today they'll pray the prayer of salvation and ask you to come in their heart and save them. All they have to do is repeat after me and say, Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I can't save myself. Lord, I know you died on the cross to pay for my sins, and on the third day, Jesus, you rose again. Father, I know your blood was shed to cleanse me of all unrighteousness and to cover my sins. Jesus Christ, today I want to be a true disciple of yours, and I ask you to come into my heart right now and save me. Today I make you my personal Lord and Savior, Jesus. Whatever head bowed and every eye closed, nobody looking. If anybody here this evening prayed that prayer, slip up a hand right where you are and let me see you. Amen. Father, today I just thank you for this time we've had, Lord. It's been a blessing to be in your house, Father. Bless each and every one as we go into our week. Father, let's get back in our spot Wednesday. In your holy, precious name, I pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. You are dismissed.